coming up on Thunder Pop. And with the open of a Topo Chico bottle, you know it's time for episode 66 of the Thunder Pop podcast. And I'm joined by returning to the Thunder Pop Dome, Jazz. One. In the house, one's up. <laughs> and also joining us today for the first time in the Thunder Pop Dome, Donna Jean. Donna Jean, indeed. Here they are. Uh, two, one former member of Evil Flying Chickens, one still current member, yes. alumni like of, Evil, of the <laughs> Evil Flying Chickens, and a current still standing member of the Evil Flying Chickens in the house. And, uh, oh, yeah. It's not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction yet. So that's when, <laughs> that's when all the band gets back together, like, you know, even... In the case of like uh, Van Halen, like everybody gets back together for the. Man, I think there's like eight to ten of us. <laughs> so they would be it would be one of those deals where they'd have to have you know they'd have a stage with enough room for everybody. We've had a, a show like that with former like, like a reunion with old for, like yeah, former members. Yeah, yeah, like Tomb of Nick Cage is uh, Melissa's band, and all of a sudden like Jason jumps on singing. Man, I think it was like six, was seven of us on stage of at one time. Cover. It was a Sisters of Mercy cover. I like those jams when you get everybody back together yeah. from the past, present, and future. And and Michael, Michael Loving. Oh, yeah. There. yeah. there was even some people in there that were just want to be members that never even been in the group. They probably jumped in on the stage. Right. When it gets like that, you can probably sneak in and just start. It's like when Prince did that after SNL party oh yeah they ended up on youtube later and there was everybody and their their mom was up there on the stage jamming with prince at some yeah, the point. only prerequisite is to you have to have a plague mask yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. <coughs> allergy season lovely time to record <laughs> yeah i've had some, like i have a i have my usual setup here mixing board my recorder <coughs> And then, you know, then like herbal teas and sprays and cleansing, a neti pot under the laptop here, yeah. ready to yeah. go in the middle of the podcast if need be. <laughs> I just recorded an episode where I literally, I sounded like a Rosemary Clooney, like at when she was like 68. Like it was, like, ah, okay, and then I broke into the 65th episode, I lost my voice. It was bad. <laughs> I heard that. That was rough, bro. Oh, you heard that? Yeah, it was, it was tough. 65 was tough, man. I, I, we, I barely got through that one. So in this episode, this is 66. In this episode... Order 66? I, yeah. It's Order 66, isn't it? The time has come. Execute Order 66. That's not a good day. The younglings, put them away, hide them. The youngling Jedis. Yeah. But in this episode... It's our South by Southwest wrap-up. We're doing it a little late, but better late than never. I believe, I've always been a believer of better late than never. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Everything. And uh, so we have a South by Southwest wrap-up. At the start of the show, we're going to ha- look at the Infinity War trailer. Now, I know Donna Jean's more of a DC, you're more of a DC fan, aren't you? No, actually, <clears throat> neither. So you're not really a, in comic, you're not a comic book fan. Well, it's I, not your thing. Like, comic books, it was Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Oh. And like Neil Gaiman. Anything. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, like I just, I like other stuff. I love H.P. Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Things of, you know, darkness and sci-fi, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like, 
<clears throat> DC Marvel just didn't really get on that. Um, yeah, you, I think it's it's nice eye candy. Mm-hmm. Nice to you know. Kind of, yeah, you enjoy some of the visual stuff that they do in yeah, the films. Yeah, yeah. And, plot lines, storylines. I hadn't really been following it. Yeah. So now, Jazz, I've always pictured you as being more of a DC guy, but I bet there's someone that will still. Uh, make it to the theater to see a good Marvel movie. Man, it's like, I like the DC characters better, but yeah. man, it's just, uh, Marvel does better movies. Yeah, they've just kind of figured it out. Man, it's the difference between like Star Trek and Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars, uh, Star Trek has like great characters, great stories. It's a great TV show. Star Wars is like damn near religion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's a whole other level. Now, both of the, both of my... Uh, Co-hosts today are huge Star Wars fans. Oh, yeah. That, that we can establish. Donna Jean's wearing her Drew Brees uh, mashup R2-D2 t-shirt. <laughs> that's got the... the black num- and gold. Is, yeah, gold and, <clears throat> and black. And then uh, we, at South by Southwest, of course, went to see Ryan Johnson, Ram, uh, is it Ram, Ram Bergman, Bergman. Uh-huh, and Mark, Mark Hamill. Luke freaking Skywalker. Luke freaking Skywalker Dude. at a panel. So I want to get their takes because I haven't been able to get their takes yet on the, the panel. Uh, that was too... The only My only complaint about that panel was that it was too short. It went by Absolutely. too... It was over too quickly. Because <laughs> I, I don't know about you all, but I could have I could have sustained it another hour or hour and a half yeah. of Mark Hamill. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> And he could have sustained another hour, hour and a half of giving us some good content to listen yeah. to. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's my only thing is Bummer's like, oh, it's over already. It's like, come on. <laughs> We're already done. I wanted to follow him and just kept asking him questions, like walk alongside him <laughs> and do a and a like on the street. <laughs> I should have brought like my TMZ t-shirt and put it on and then just... <laughs> What the pretend? I just had a, a microphone, even if it didn't work. Yeah, just, just pretended. Was... Like, just put a logo on it, like a yeah. sticker. Yeah, exactly. Just put the fake logo on the mic right, and right. just walk. Let's say, Mark Hamill, TMZ. Want to ask you <laughs> in that one film when you did this thing, and then the, it'd be like, but it would turn into like Chris Farley's bit when he used to interview people yeah. as Chris Farley on SNL. Yeah. It'd be like that time you used to do that thing, and you, and then you're, you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I'll be start again. So we'll roll the theme song, and then we're going to hit our Analyzing the Trailer segment, and then we're going to talk our South by Southwest wrap-up. And I'm so glad to have my voice finally back doing this show. That was rough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I want to thank Donna Jean for bringing us tacos. That was, oh, aw- yeah. that was awesome. Tacos and Star Wars, man. Yeah, that, that's all you need. Yeah. It's all you need. I mean, the Beatles said all you need is love, but no. Mm-hmm. All you need is tacos and Star Wars. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I would do my cover of that with that inserted, but we, 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 don't, hear, we don't need to hear that. Me, me singing is what we don't need to hear. <laughs> It's enough you hear me talking. So, analyzing the trailer. Now, 
Infinity War. Now, Jazz, I know Donna Jean is big into the Marvel comic books. Have you seen a good deal of the Marvel films? Uh, I think all of them except for... Uh, I know there's probably one or two I'm missing. Slipped through the cracks, yeah. yeah. I got through uh, Doctor Strange kind of late. That was the one I know I waited till it was finally on DVD. Yeah. But, you know, enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. How much longer do you think they can sustain that? They've been going strong for 10 years. I mean, do you think that at some point it's going to, they're going to dry, the run, the well's going to run dry? I don't know. It's a, it's a large universe. Yeah. There's still a lot of stuff that they can like, yeah. you know, comic book properties there that they can tap. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's well thought out, well planned. Mm-hmm. Um, all the crossovers in the films yeah. you know, are like well placed. So we're waiting for at least another 10 years before we get that Star Wars Marvel crossover when both universes run out of ideas. Oh, don't, don't, don't do that to me. <laughs> you know, that that was a proposed idea. That was a, a pitched idea on the internet a few times. Uh, yeah. yeah, you can't go there. You can't do I, that. I thought when uh, Disney brought, uh, bought uh, Star Wars, yeah. I was like, man, is Wally going to show up in Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> They're going to wait until they, they, they run out of stuff before they... They go there, but yeah, I was worried about that too myself. Okay, so here it is. Avengers Infinity War trailer, number three. We haven't played this on the show yet. I'm going to go ahead and roll this. He only ever had one goal. I'll actually back it up. Now, this is a great shot. I love how they did that. They started upside down. The entire time I knew him, he only ever had one goal. To wipe out half the universe. If he gets all the infinity stones, he can do it with the snap of his fingers. Just like that. Tell me his name again. Thanos. Is it a lot of the success of Marvel started with Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. having him cast? I, I would say so. I mean, it was like when I first saw the first Iron Man movie, it was like, it, it had some heart. Yeah. You know, like it. it Pers- just, personality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, execution and direction is a big part of that, but one of the best examples of getting the casting right, how important that is, is Back to the Future. And they had originally cast that other guy. Have you ever seen the lost footage? Of, no. Is it, was it the guy from Mask? His name's at the tip of my tongue. Um, Jim Carrey. No, uh, <laughs> see that's what and that fucked up Back to the Future. They they originally cast Jim Carrey, and he was like as Marty McFly, and it just didn't fit. No. I mean, he was doing these these faces, and you had Doc, and you had, you had Jim Carrey. It was just too much. Doc talking out of his ass. Yeah, he was, you know, because Doc's supposed to be the zany one, and then. <laughs> and then you had Jim Carrey. To, that was the that was the problem. No, Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz oh, yeah. was originally cast as Marty McFly. So you could actually dial up on if you're if you're real, if you're into Back to the Future, you can go in on YouTube now. And because it was on the, like when they did that anniversary DVD, yeah. they had extended extra footage. They showed a lot of clips that were from the Eric Stoltz Back to the Future when he shot almost the whole movie with Eric Stoltz. I mean, they could release an alternate film with Eric Stoltz as Marty because they had that film. Oh, damn. So it was the rest of the cast. It was the same Biff. It was the same Doc. But Eric Stoltz, who's a brilliant actor who was in The Fly and The Mask, and he only does movies with one-word titles. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, he's a brilliant actor, uh, but he's a, he's a also a, um, like, the actors, well, kind of like Jim Carrey. He's a, a, a actor that does um, 
like a Meisner type thing where he gets in the character and stays in the character. So if 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 you're his fucking enemy, he's going to be your fucking enemy like off the set too at cast uh, at craft <laughs> services. So he's like talking shit to Biff like when they're not even filming. And Biff is just wanting to be his bro. And Biff is like, "Okay, dude, that's the way you want to be. You know, that's the way you want to be." So that 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 method acting sometimes can really yeah. can be tough if you're not a method actor for the other actors on the set. But anyway, they had Eric Stoltz and he did the whole movie. And then afterwards, uh, the, the producer, the producers are like, we fucked up. Cause this guy is, this film is not what we, we had, you know, it's too, he's playing it too serious, too dramatic. He was doing like some dark shit, like the way he was doing Marty McFly. So in the last minute, and they originally wanted Michael J. Fox. Get the Family Ties guy. Yeah, and but the thing is, they had to get him available because he was in his contract with Family Ties, and they wouldn't let him off for, to go shoot Back to the Future, which is why they went to Eric Stoltz to begin with. But so what happened was they went back to Michael J. Fox and Family Ties and said, okay, what if he just shoots nights and weekends? We have him back to work every morning at his usual time. We promise. So they worked it out. So he was working like this crazy schedule crazy. where he was shooting family ties during the day. Then he would head straight to Back to the Future and shoot Back to the Future in the evening and overnight. Like when they were doing those scenes, you see like they're in the mall parking lot. At the, so anyway, the rest is history. But the casting is a big key. If you don't get Robert Downey Jr. for Iron Man and you get Eric Stoltz instead, it might not have been a success. Oh, 100, man. Yeah. Now, Eric Stoltz does not suck. He just cast him in the right part. I mean, Michael J. Fox... In the in the fly might have sucked, or in or in mask would have might have yeah. sucked. So, anyway, yeah. So that's that's okay. More of this. We got one advantage. He's coming to us. We have what Thanos wants, so that's what we use. Let's talk about this plan of yours. I think it's good, except it sucks. So let me do the plan. <laughs> that's that, that's <laughs> where I was like, okay, this film is going to be... This gonna, I'm, I'm all right with Infinity War. When I saw that, and anybody that's a fan of what they did with the Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and to see those worlds blended now, and seeing Guardians and, and Avengers meet up, this is good. <laughs> good. Wow. That, that crazy ship, which is like this... Like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know convertible space saucer. It's amazing that they're flying in. The end is near. I mean, I know there's going to be some deaths in Infinity War and Avengers Four. I don't know if it'll happen right away in this one or if it'll happen crossing over yeah. into Four. But just leave Groot and the Fox alone. <laughs> Can't take Groot and the Fox away from me, man. <laughs> For merchandising, I don't see him doing that. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be a smart play, would it? When I'm done, half of humanity will still exist. I do like Thanos' haircut. Perfectly balanced. He's got his haircut? Yeah, he's got a great haircut, great look. <laughs> Wait, he's got, yeah, he's got, he's, he's, he's solid for, for, uh, for taking on, uh, for destroying the universe. He's he's set. He's he's got his game together. He's ready. Give me some uh, purple painting. That's my Halloween. <laughs> you, you're, you're, what do you think, Thanos? Oh yeah. Can you do it? Yeah. I want to I I hey don't don't promise something that you're not going to 
follow through on. <laughs> we want to see this Thanos. As all things should be. I hope they remember you. Oh, there he goes. So, um, I already know that 50% of the movie is going to take place in the space. And yeah. 50% is going to take a place on Earth. Thor, and I'll talk about this later, I think Thor's a goner. I think we'll lose Thor, for sure. Oh, damn. I, I think that's going to happen. Of course, in, in, in the fantasy and the superhero world, that just means a hiatus probably for four or five movies before oh, they figure yeah. out a way to bring him back to life. I mean, isn't some of the movie in uh, Wakanda? Yeah, it's a lot of, I think, from judging from the trailer, and that's a good move, especially following Black Panther. Oh, we were in uh, Wakanda yesterday. Yeah, we were there yesterday. <laughs> How'd you, was it everything that, that it was that you thought it would be? Oh, uh, yeah, this is my second time and her first time. Yeah, I just, I haven't had time to watch it, and I was like, you know what, Jazz, we, we've got to do this. Oh, yeah, so we yeah. did it actually on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and um. And there, I, there were tacos involved, right? Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Always. Yeah, <and> <laughs> Always. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was... Tacos forever. Yeah. I wanted to see it, especially because they shot a scene of it in Busan. And I, I was... Uh, I, oh, I, wow. I visited I Busan in uh, 88, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was it... Did you see things you remembered that you looked familiar? Or has no, it just been too many years? It's, no. It's completely different. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, and like, how, how so? Well, like... Okay, what my memory of it is like, I grew up in Texas. I'm a Texan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so anytime I visited Korea during the summer, it was just like this hilly, mountainous, beautiful terrain. And mm-hmm. I remember going into Busan, and the one thing that was like very epic in my little childhood memory is seeing this huge mountain that just kind of crashed into the ocean. Wow. And you don't see that in Texas. No. No. <laughs> no. Like, we have Mount Bunnell. I can't, I can't go. Yeah, we have Mount Bunnell, <laughs> but. I've seen it on TV. <laughs> Mount yeah, Benel. I can dial it up on YouTube. <laughs> Mount Bunnell does crash into water ish, yeah, ish, but ish. nothing as like dynamic as my, you know, my little childhood memory of like this huge, like epic. You mm-hmm. know, I'm, I'm expecting to see like King Kong or something come out of the waters or it's whatever. That epic, it was, mm-hmm. and um, and they didn't really show that. They showed, and I think they could have played. They could have played more K-pop or even Korean R and B music mm-hmm. in. The club scene. In the club yeah. scene and introduced like oh, Korean music yeah. in that aspect. Or it's interesting. since they used like Korean American actors anyways, um, yeah. like they could have like, would have been a perfect opportunity to put some dumbfounded mm-hmm. in, you know, and showed them like Korean American hip hop or something, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would have been interesting. I, and, and that might go back to, you know, because Ryan Coogler was making, I'm, I'm sure he's making a lot of the decisions and he kind of might have missed Missed that's one area he missed there. Yeah, he did a great job. No, it was awesome. Uh, well executed movie, yeah. really. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Pleasing film, right? And visually stunning. Yeah, I mean, I have it definitely in my top. I haven't decided for sure because I have to let process process it through. But it's definitely in my top three for Marvel. Oh yeah, Marvel films and a great soundtrack. I know Jazz will appreciate music for the music standpoint. You know, the soundtrack headed up by uh, Kendrick Lamar. Oh yeah, K dot. You know, I think it's one of the best soundtracks I've heard in the last few years for movies. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, for that for a, a, a crossover where you've got modern, you know, pop and I mean, there's some great, you know, orchestra stuff that's 
being done. Oh yeah. But for that sort of, I mean, I definitely love the soundtrack to to uh, Shape and Water. But that's that's a orchestra yeah. scoring the film. So and back on that real quick, I think yeah. Heinz Ward just could have had a, a role or something. Who's that? that? Heinz Ward. He's a football player who's Korean and black. Yeah. And he's one of the first people on the scene that has exposed like. Not necessarily the racism in Korea, right? But I mean, Koreans just haven't been exposed to Black culture outside yeah. of what American movies have shown. And Black mm-hmm. Panther was definitely a good way for the rest of the world to see mm-hmm. um, African Americans as like superheroes. And mm-hmm. and Heinz Ward, I think he's one of the people I think of when I think of breaking that that stereo, you know, the racial where there's a crossover yeah. mm-hmm. in, in both cultures. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, that is someone that's really well known mm-hmm. and. And uh, could he? Is he? Does he have the acting chops? I guess he, they could have put him in for a, even if if he didn't, he could have been in there somehow. Right. Like if it was a cameo. He, he has a he has a presence in Korea. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he definitely yeah. would have been a great character mm-hmm. in terms of his physical presence. Yeah. You know, he would have been, you know, look great on on film. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. And there's still uh, that's an interesting thing because there's there's a lot of barriers being broken in film the last couple of years mm-hmm. in uh, in genre films for women. And for for uh, for Black Americans, yeah, Gal Gadot, yeah, Gal Gadot with Wonder Woman, and now with Black Panther this year. So I think they kicked the doors. Those two films literally kicked some huge yes. doors open. But for Asian culture, mm-hmm. we st- and his and Hispanic, me being half Hispanic, I can definitely you know I, I recognize this. Um, there's still a long there's still yeah, a long way to go got there. Robbed. You got Jack Black. Not just, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, Presley, they're spy kids. <laughs> oh yeah, no. Well, Robert Rodriguez oh, yeah, has represented yeah, for us yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 in the directorial area. But uh, yeah, we don't have a lot of uh, you know. Look, we <laughs> don't have. Libre. Yeah, we got Nacho Libre. We got Nacho Libre. You do, you do get Captain Badass too. Oh yeah. So he's a legend. Yeah. So you get another. Uh, at least mixed race, half Hispanic superhero. But yeah, we need it. We don't have. I don't think there's been one Asian or Hispanic DC in, in the DC films or in the uh, Marvel of all the TV shows. I mean, we're already up to almost seventy superheroes, and we haven't hit either one of those yet. That I'm, we will. If I'm, but we yeah, will. Yeah. It's going to come. Uh, they're they're working. I mean, they're doing more. There's going to be a Captain Marvel, a female, another female superhero movie. There's going to be uh, the Wonder Woman. Even if the rest of the DC film universe is like goes away. Because right now there's talk that they may not even make a Justice League two, at least for a long time. But we're gonna get more Wonder Woman movies because those films were a hit. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And you know something about Gal Gadot is that she served in the IDF. She's yeah. really yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't know that, but yeah, yeah. I, I do Krav Maga, so like that's that's my jam. Yeah, that's your yeah. yeah you kind of nerd out a little bit yeah. on that stuff. And totally. you know what's what's cra- what's crazy is that she uh, so she was really like a badass in real life. Yes, it's not you know, smoke and mirrors no. to make her look like a badass. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guarantee if I'm on screen, they're going to have to use all kinds of like stunt work, stunt men coming in. <laughs> it would be some, some smoke and mirrors there. <laughs> but yeah, no Gal Gadot, real like serious badass where some of these other actors, I, I would doubt has even ever picked up like a pocket, a butter knife. Well, Robert Downey Jr., from what I understand, he does have some martial arts training and background. I don't know how much, but... Yeah, so you, do you kind of try to follow, like, which... Who, who trains and what? Who that's, trains that's and what? That's what I nerd out. Yeah, Chuck, a What bit. about Chuck Norris? Is he really a badass? And I'll tell you why I'm asking, because I have a Chuck Norris connection. I have no idea. Well, my friend, um, I won't mention his name, because I don't know, He kind of he's kind of trying to keep it... 
But anyway, he works with Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris has a ranch or a house somewhere near, down near Houston. And he does a lot of... Uh, my friend has a video production. Um, the Scrolls, where people read... What do they call that? I'm, I'm, my mind's going blank. But anyway, he runs the, the script where they read... That when they're doing a speech... He goes, oh, teleprompter. He's a teleprompter. Yeah. That's his primary business. But he also does the video and sound and stuff. So he goes down and works with Chuck Norris a lot down at his ranch. And um, so he was a really nice guy. But Chuck Norris started a, a, a bottled water business. So on his ranch, he's got this warehouse. And, and I know you met Arnold Schwarzenegger, Donna yeah, Jean. I did. And now you said outside of Mark Hamill, that's probably your number two like exciting I, moment for so, meeting a star. Right. So like I can only like – like I don't – I'd like to think that I'm cool as a cucumber all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I got butterflies, man. Like you saw about a restaurant. You were out I was, somewhere. I was in Santa Monica. Yeah. So I had a jujitsu tournament and, mm-hmm. um, in 2016 mm-hmm. and not had that long planned, ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so I planned on a, a trip to Santa Monica mm-hmm. just three days on the beach just to recover. And, um, I got a concussion in my last tournament. Like my head went oh, down wow. first yeah. and the rest of my body followed mm-hmm. and I don't remember the rest. But, um, so I went on my trip, was doing my recovery and I'm sitting in the, I'm having brunch at the restaurant at my hotel mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm doing the Instagram thing. Like I'm, I'm uh-huh. on my phone. It's the last uh-huh. day of my vacation. And I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just start, you know, posting and stuff. And I almost missed him because I was doing the millennial thing of having mm-hmm. my head in my phone. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I look up and he's over there and he's like finishing up. He had been there the whole fucking time. And I'm just like, what? So I go up to the hostess and I start getting butterflies in my stomach. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, hey, you know, is it okay that I ask him for a picture? You know, like I asked her, like, what's the protocol here? I don't want to interrupt somebody during their lunch. You did the right thing. Yeah, Yeah. you did it the right way. Yeah, because it's like, this isn't like, you know, the Arnold. Like, this isn't him, you know, being out, you know, yeah, it wasn't like he was making an appearance, like doing a right. panel, like right. we were when we went to go see Mark Hamill. We were doing a panel, yeah. so people were going to come up and you yeah. Know, say I, it I don't and like them. to interrupt people when they're doing their daily, you know. Mm-hmm. So I asked the hostess, "Hey, is this? Do you think this is okay?" And she's like, "He absolutely is fine with that." And I was like, "Cool." So I waited till he walked out, asked him for a photo, mm-hmm. and like I had, I had no idea I was going to have like you know the 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 butterflies in my chest and everything. But one of the things I do leading up to a tournament is I like to watch Pumping Iron or something with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know that? I was really amazed how much I enjoyed Pumping Iron when I finally got to it. I've watched it several times. Yeah. But that's how I like, when I'm like a week before a tournament or whatever, I like to kind of let my muscles re- relax and mm-hmm. rest a few days in. And so I like to watch things that are inspiring. It's very inspiring, isn't mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Absolutely. a great it's a great watch when I finally, I knew about it for years. I mean, obviously I'd seen a lot of other Arnold Schwarzenegger films, mm-hmm. but... You know, he had mentioned recently that he said, you know, Netflix is not too far off my radar. There, There's a possibility of, I might be doing something Netflix-oriented cool. in the not-too-distant future. I'd like to see him do a a police show with uh, this. I had this crazy idea of doing kind of an 80s, playing off 80s nostalgia and have Schwarzenegger and Danny Glover in a police show. And Danny Glover plays a police chief. And he's got a lot of uh, wimpy millennial cops on his police force. <laughs> and he, I'm giving my idea. Hey, cut me a few bucks if you use the idea. Like a police academy? Yeah, kind of a fun comedy, but yeah. action-oriented, but kind of playing off 80s nostalgia by having all these 80s people on the yeah. show. And then the idea is he decides to bring back his old partner who's retired back to train the cops, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's too his, old for this shit. This, that's his, yeah, and then you could play on the whole. Is Jean Claude Van Damme in it. 
Well, he has. He, sure, I'd love. I think he should at least guest star. Now he has a show on Amazon. I've never seen it, but I've heard good things oh. about it. Where he plays himself, so it's kind of a doc, a docu type, yeah. you know, ba- loosely based off his real life. So, are you at all, Don Jean, uh, excited? Is it your thing, uh, Cobra Kai on on uh, YouTube Red? They're doing a they're doing a, a Karate Kid sequel sequel series. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, so it's it, the whole idea is is bringing back the Cobra Kai and Johnny, who was the original bully. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I'm not on. I don't even own a computer. Whoa. I'm not online a lot. I'm a mm-hmm. doer. I spend all my time training, and when I hear if I'm into something, it's mm-hmm. because somebody like Jazz or you know somebody says, "Hey, Donna Jean, you mm-hmm. have to check this thing out on YouTube with the Cobra Kai." Yeah. So that's the only way I get information is word um, of mouth. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I'm playing ninja like in real life. In real life, you're yeah, not watching the you videos. No, you're out doing the no, real I'm thing. A, I'm a doer. So thanks for that tip. I'll look it up. Um, it and, looks fun. In yeah. fact. When we first talked about getting together to do this recording last week, mm-hmm. and this is what this was the description of what you're going to be doing. You were going to be doing like tonight. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what that was? What you said you're you're training tonight, right? Oh, was that on Monday or what? What day of the week was that? It was a Tuesday, mm-hmm. I think. The no, first day we yeah. talked about doing a show, and then you said, "Okay, oh I've yeah, got- oh no, I can't because Thursday nights I can't do because I have a I have a weapons disarming." She said she's going to be weapons disarming, which yeah. to me is like. I'm thinking, whoa, that's like some serious. I just serious use my shit. charm. <laughs> yeah. No, like I know I. Uh, I'm like I, I have to arrange my whole life, even my work schedule, around my Krav Maga and Jiu-Jitsu schedule and yeah. my weightlifting. Like you know, I have to have a gym that's actually open till midnight so I can get my my lifting in at night, mm-hmm. um, and then I have to sleep at some point. So we we don't we don't even need to watch like the Avengers trailer. We got like or talk about superheroes. We've got like a real superhero sitting here. Like a, if you oh, know, man. we had the uh, the bomber, the Austin bomber, which is not nearly as as fun as the Austin Cobra. I, I like the Austin Cobra a lot yeah, more. Austin than the, Cobra was a lot cooler than the, sure. than the Austin bomber. But I mean, we did. I mean, and I think they did a pretty good job of of getting that tracked down and, and taken care of yeah. but but th- I, they could have gotten donna jean on the job oh hell no <laughs> i think krav maga does not train you for like bombs. for bombs for bomb you know, like, would you like to know that or you have no interest so you know one of the things that we we've gone through in the past month is uh like on occasion our our instructor in our weapons disarming class he'll do like you know knife disarming but mm-hmm. then he'll be like okay well what if you're getting stabbed and it's like a sewing machine action and yeah. and he wants us to like follow through and get you know get the knife or create enough space so we can run for exits and i hate that class cuz it it's scary you know people don't just you know lunge at you once right. you know and so one of the things that I, why i'm so dedicated to this weapons disarming class every mm-hmm. thursday night is that it sucks it sucks. Like it is hard. It's it your is, least favorite of all the things you do in your yeah, training. It is, and that's why I do it. Because mm-hmm. if ever I'm in that situation, I don't. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, oh wow, I really suck at this. I should do this like ninety nine hundred ninety nine more times. You know, and that's a real like life thing that experience that unfortunately you could at some point need. I hope not. But you I hope not. Yeah. You, yeah, you hope it's just for the class, and that's. Yeah. It. But getting out of your comfort zone in anything is great. And that's and the, the thing is, is that it teaches you situational awareness. Tripwires. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. What we have to be. Yeah. Aware of yeah. like tripwires now. Yeah. Like, come on. 
Well, and I, I worry. I try not to worry, but then I'm thinking, okay, because like with school shootings, is there going to be copycats with the bomb stuff now? That's yeah. one of the things that I've expressed my concern about. Yeah. And I hate to even bring that up, but it's it's I got to get it off my chest because it's yeah. something I thought about the last few days. Yeah. Okay. Let's get on to something a lot more exciting <laughs> and fun. <laughs> not not well ex- the, uh, exciting in a fun way. Yeah, I guess is sure. what, what way yeah. it should done. <clears throat> yeah. South by Southwest 2018. We hit the ground running and we made it to uh, as I discussed in six in the last episode. Uh, we hit the ground running and made it to a Twitter House panel with Mark Hamill. A.K.A. Luke freaking Skywalker, man. Oh, my goodness. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around how I ended up in there. Yeah. It happened so quick, and and, and then we were there, and it was over so quick. But uh, I don't know. I just, you know, I wish I had video. I set up on a stand and videoed the whole thing because I got bits and pieces, but there are some things that it's sort of like it happened so quickly that I don't even know if I have everything in my memory database that's why i'm glad i've got you all here to kind of piece it all together yeah, i think uh i know there was a hashtag twitter house and i'm sure there's video of the whole thing there somewhere that you can kind of get yeah. gather more video from it yeah and there was a the day after they had premiered the the jedi is, is it the director in the jedi yeah i believe it's a documentary that's gonna be it's part of the dvd uh, compilation and then they released the film as a documentary at South by Southwest. It got terrific reviews. Uh, unfortunately, I have not seen it yet. I look forward to seeing it. Uh, yeah, like, I got I, the uh, digital download. Mm-hmm. It was actually that day. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, the documentary like works as its own piece of art. I mean, I know it's about the Last mm-hmm. Jedi, but it like really works. I'd like to see who who was who directed the documentary about the you know <laughs> behind the scenes because I'm sure it wasn't Ryan Johnson. That uh, and then of course there's the deleted scenes that have started making their way onto the web, and we saw deleted scenes of um, Finn in the elevator. Oh man, that's my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know they have redneck stormtroopers. I love it. Absolutely. That's uh, Tom Hardy. Okay. <laughs> Tom Hardy as the stormtrooper, and it had been kind of leaked before the movie came out. Tom Hardy. Makes a cameo as a stormtrooper, but then of course it got cut out. Yeah. So afterwards, people were like, "Well, where's Tom Hardy?" And then, and they also had in the first one in Force Awakens in, in that episode, it did make it into the final cut. They had the James Bond guy oh, from yeah, James Daniel Bond, Craig. and yeah. he was the the stormtrooper that has um, Ray manipulates with the oh yeah for the uh, Jedi mind tricks, and uh, so he's in it. They also um, Prince Charles and Prince Harry were supposedly stormtroopers in the film too, but I think they were also cut. Now, I don't think they had any dialogue. I just think they show up somewhere as stormtroopers. Oh, damn. Yeah, so that's some real interesting stuff. I have stuff. a good friend that has a stormtrooper costume, and mm-hmm. he has expressed how uncomfortable it is. But he's a cosplayer, mm. so he may not have high quality right. of you know, <laughs> Lucasfilm access. Someone told me one time, because I had a fantasy of owning a stormtrooper costume, just so I, you know... Sometime I want to just go out as a stormtrooper. <laughs> you can walk. I mean, you can walk your dog. Yeah, just in, in the neighborhood. They're mobile dog. enough to yeah. where you can move around them. But they told me to get a real stormtrooper costume. I think it's about uh, two or three grand. Oh wow! Probably to get one that's close to real. Yeah. yeah. That's my friend who owns this. Also has uh, Han Solo and Carbonite, like as big as uh, yeah, it is. it's in his uh, dining room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They've done some really cool Han Solo. There's a refrigerator, a Han Solo carbonite refrigerator. 
<laughs> as Jazz is making his Christmas uh, wish list as yeah. you speak, as we speak, do you know about you know about Think Geek that's opening up here in town? I heard about that. It's going to be a little store over in Bar- not a little store, but a pretty good sized store. I don't know exactly when the open date is, but it's a Geek Stream at Barton Creek Mall. So will they make a Jazz one? In carbonite, because he's kind of an egomaniac. That's what he would want in his house. Jazz has more pictures of himself in his house than anybody I know. Do you see how pretty I am? I know. I know. You know, if it could be the Mona Lisa, it would be the Jazzy Lisa. You know? That's a good idea, actually, yeah. for a Christmas present to get. Yeah. His face or name on it. You know? Does he have a calendar in the twelve months? It's a custom calendar where he's he's every oh, yeah, he's every boudoir. he's yeah. every month. Sure. See pictures of him in the blue bonnets. Yes, a picture of Jazz in the blue bonnets. Yeah, I love it. He could even do once where it's like he copies in more like five like four or five of him, and ones in like his Prince shirt, yeah. ones in his Star Star Wars shirt, ones in his. Uh, New Orleans Saints. The, the other plague one. mask, you know, the yeah. little flying chickens. LSU uh, shirts, so he's got them all kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it, I like it. You know, my wife keeps trying to get me to go do the Blue Bonnet pictures with me and the baby, but I, I, I ever since I read that they're they're infested with snakes. You're did, fine, here's mine. Um, you did couple, the Blue Bonnet picture. Here's mine from a couple of years ago. This is controversial now after. Oh! That's my baby. I built her. That is great. Yeah. Did you get some backlash from this? Um, that was posted a couple of years ago. Yeah. And um, I normally re—I normally have that as my as my profile picture every March, mm-hmm. April during you know the blue, blue bonnet, bonnet season, season, of course. And but you were did you hold back this year because of I all the did. gun stuff? Okay, so because it is an AR-15, you know, it's right. Um, I like. I built her. I mean, she's mine. She's my baby. She's but, your baby. Um, I'm. I don't like to make waves. I'm on social media so little, mm-hmm. anyways. Right. That I. You know what? Like, it's just not worth it. I don't have the energy. So for those that couldn't see it, uh, it's a picture of Donna Jean standing in the blue bonnets, mm-hmm. wearing my Sunday best, wearing her Sunday best, yeah. holding the AR AR fifteen uh-huh. that she built. Do you have a name for the AR fifteen? I don't have a name for her yet. She hasn't told me. I, oh, I flipped away from it, but okay, okay. Jazz has oh, they, they did an evil flying chickens blue yeah. bonnet blue bonnet picture, so it's yeah. him with the evil flying chickens and uh-huh. the and the blue bonnets. And I've seen some different uh, takes on it. I like it. I like it. I, I think we're gonna get me in the Captain Baddest suit have, and go stand out yeah. in the blue bonnets. Yeah, oh do yeah, that with the babies. You know, that's like you know when you're growing up in Texas, you always have. That's our right to passage, isn't it? <laughs> right. Do it. Do the I family photo. Huh? <laughs> I'm not from here. Yeah, it's, you don't have to do it. <laughs> What do you do in Louisiana is for the photo with the family? It's with alligators. <laughs> you pose with an alligator. That's it. I knew it. You have to hope the alligator doesn't take the picture before the alligator eats the baby. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there's the evil flying chickens. When did y'all take this? There's the evil flying chickens um, in their mask and the blue bonnets. How long ago was this taken? Uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like this one. This is this is Jason Charles yeah. and Donna Jean taking the picture of the blue yeah. bonnets. That's a good picture. That's good. I did a good job on that, getting that shot. It was very three dimensional because the blue bonnets kind of pop out a little bit. Yeah, Colleen Hansen took those photos. Yeah, they, he yeah, did. They did. She did a good yeah. job for sure. So thoughts on the uh, Mark Hamill panel at South by Southwest? Some some things kind of now processing 
in hindsight, some things that sort of stood out. I know one thing Donna Jean pointed out right afterwards is Mark Hamill getting name swapped of Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. Oh, yeah. Harrison and Harry. Yeah. <laughs> and like he just was talking and just telling a story and it was a very endearing story. I don't and I don't even know what he was talking about because he was just like da 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 and Harrison and Harry. And like he kept mm-hmm. talking and nobody seemed to notice. And I it was my first time meeting you, Presley. I've heard a lot about you. Yeah. And, and it was just like, I had to nudge you. I like nudge you. I was like, did you catch that? You know? And I yeah. was like, oh, that was so, it was just so endearing. It was like a mistake he's made many a times getting tongue tied with talking yeah. about that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure I've heard him do that in other in another interview before. So I think he does it from time to time. It's funny because when I heard him say it, I caught it, but it didn't process it. And then you acknowledged it. And I was like, oh, yeah, he did do that, didn't he? <laughs> so, so one of the, for me, one of the things that jumped out was sort of the more surprising moment was when he uh, was t- uh, telling a story about Carrie Fisher, him and Carrie Fisher, and their uh, Twitter competition they had. Oh, going yeah. <laughs> and they, to try to get more Twitter, to, to like a million followers. Yeah. And, and I'm sure they, for them, Twitter really started to leap. Uh, the Twitter followers started to really go through the roof once uh, announcement of a new movie was coming out. The new movie was coming out, and they were going to be in the new movie. So I'm sure the, you know the, the drive and interest behind them was bigger than it had been in a long time. Of course, for me, it never went away, it never diminished. But anyway, yeah. So he started doing a Carrie Fisher kind of voice, and and kind of giving a reenactment when he called Carrie Fisher to to taunt her or kind of smack talk her a little bit about how he was passing her up. And, <laughs> and he was doing all these great pictures and tweets. He had one with him and Daisy Ridley where they put Daisy Ridley on his back and he was like, Yoda, like, or Yoda, Luke Skywalker was on Daisy Ridley's back, like Yoda on, on his back and things like that. Or and, we released the trailer. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, oh. I'm going to be releasing a trailer. Like, this Friday, stay tuned. And it was yeah. like just a picture of his trailer. And it was a picture of his trailer, which is clever. I mean, he's good. I mean, one thing for sure, Mark Hamill is great. I think he's great on social media. I think he's done a great job on Twitter. He's become, I think he's become the George Takei of Star Wars. Because George Takei was known oh, for yeah. his, he became a social media celebrity. Man, it's like Mark Hamill enjoys being Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. No, he totally loves it. I mean, he he owns it. He loves it and he owns it. Who he is and where he, you know, he doesn't. He enjoys the fact that he came from, he came from Star Wars and that he's going to be always known for that. Even with all the other stuff he's done, that's great and that, that he'll continue to do. That's his thing. It's, it's always been Luke Skywalker. Oh yeah, it's like I was stoked that we just got into the panel and it was like what less than fifty people there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, man, we were on the second row. Like, man, I was like, wow, nothing we got else right happens, there, man. Front we're, center. we're 20 feet away from Luke freaking Skywalker. Yeah, if nothing else happened, we didn't get to see him or talk to him or, or take a picture with him, which we'll get to that. But <laughs> <laughs> but we we were right there, second row, great spot, could see everything here. It was man, perfect. Very it, 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 it was very intimate. It was very intimate. It was a inti- it was better panel experience than I think we would have if we had gone to the first panel at the movie. Oh yeah. Because we're there people were like I think even on the front row were really far away. Right. From where they were cuz you could even see the video of that panel and the stage is like way back there and the people in the audience are way back there. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not very familiar with Rainy Street um since they've turned it into Rainy Street. Right. I've had uh friends that have had houses there. Mm-hmm. And so I've I've partied in houses there before it became what is known now as Rainy Street. As Rainy Street that yeah. it is today. Yeah. Before uh, it got rained on by 
gentrification and, and evolution of of, of uh, what it's become now. Yeah, so it was my first time to go. It was Lustry Pearl. Yeah, was the venue was that the Twitter yeah. House. Yeah, yeah. was restaged as yeah. as the. Um, and see, I didn't even catch that while we were there. I was just like, oh, we're at the Twitter house. Yeah, yeah there's some pictures. And it was yeah. Lester, Lester. So, it, yeah, they all these places on Rainy Street that are converted to, and, and all through downtown, that are converted to something completely different for South by Southwest. They're flipped and turned over and changed. So on Rainy Street, they had an Australian house. They had, a, I don't know, Switzerland house. They had these different places. So I know an Australian house, supposedly they had Hugh Jackman there like the day before we yeah, were down there for Mark oh, yeah. Hamill. Uh, just showed up. I think it was just a surprise. I don't even know if anybody knew he was going to be at the Australia <laughs> house. So I was like, well, then I started thinking about who would be there like the day after that. Would it be, you know, Paul Hogan, Chris Hemsworth, you know, um, so the, the, the um, Margot Robbie, all the different Australian <laughs> celebrities that start showing up. Um, the family, the Crocodile Hunters uh, kids. You start running out. By the time you get to to Saturday, and you you kind of run through all the Australian people, who are like, okay, who can we get next? You know, <laughs> a kangaroo. Let's bring in a kangaroo. Right. Kangaroo boxing. Kangaroo boxing. Right. Yes, that's Saturday. What are we going to do on Sunday? We're going to get a comedian that impersonates Australians. <laughs> Just good Australian. Oh, the land. Uh, the 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 guy. The the band. The eighties band that sings land. Uh, land oh, down under. Midnight oil. I have no idea. Okay, well, we'll get Midnight Oil. It's not the right band. We'll just have them sing the song. <laughs> I'm sure they're available. Sunday, that's what we'll do. Yeah. So there. But anyway, yeah, it was great. And so Mark Hamill, he starts doing a, a Carrie Fisher impersonation, but it's not Carrie Fisher from 1977. It's Carrie Fisher from 20, you know, 16 or whatever year it was in that raspy kind of voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which sounded like me from the last episode of the oh, podcast. Yeah. yeah. Ah, Mark, what are you talking about? Twitter. And so Mark Hamill's doing this impersonation, and it was it was endearing. It was funny, but it was also kind of shocking. It was like, whoa, I can't believe he's doing a Carrie Fisher, Fisher raspy oh, yeah. voice impersonation. Man, I tell you, just that time that we were watching him in that panel, and just it kind of makes me view uh, The Last Jedi just a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, we... It's like knowing his sense of humor and seeing how much of it kind of bleeds through Luke. Yeah, so yeah. seeing his his level of like kind of sarcasm, and he's not cynical in like a negative way. He just kind of had, mm-hmm. you know, the way he made fun of himself and the way his kids tease him about his dad humor. Which yeah, I didn't see it. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, I don't view that as dad humor. But like mm-hmm. for every you know famous person out there that has kids, at one point your kids are going to be like, Dad, you're a dork. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're no longer. You know, you're you're going to go through a phase where your kids don't think you're cool anymore. Mm-hmm. And I, I and the way he conveyed that was just it was that that Mark Hamill humor of him just being mm-hmm. a genuine human being. And now watching the Last Jedi since then, it's like that's that Mark Hamill humor <laughs> showing through Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. You know, you see that you see that going into his character. Yeah, you know, um, and it'll be exciting to see. I think he'll be back in nine. Uh, in, in the form of a force ghost. Of oh, yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. And I think yeah. they'll have, he will have, uh, it'll be the most used force ghost in Star Wars history. <laughs> where you'll see more of, of his version of the force ghost than we've ever seen of any other force ghost in the past. Episode yeah. nine, the last paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I've wondered, especially with the new Disney uh, uh, streaming channel and John Favreau was announced, he's going to do a Star Wars live action TV series. They had a, a series of books that was a, 
or they had a book that was basically a standalone, but it had a series of stories in it that was based on Luke Skywalker's adventures between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. And I've had this fantasy of them doing, uh, we've talked about it on the show, about them doing a Luke Skywalker anthology series that would jump around from different stories and adventures of Luke Skywalker that taking place between taking place between uh, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens oh, yeah. as a regular series. thought you could do maybe eight to ten episodes, do a four or five season of that. I'm there. Whatever. You have my ten bucks, Disney, if you do that. <laughs> I mean, if you want my ten bucks, that's how you get my ten bucks is you do that show. But, I mean, you get Mark Hamill back for that to play the older, the kind of the later end of, yeah. of Luke Skywalker. He could do like the last, you know, 15 to 20 years of that timeline you have to get then there's the guy that plays uh winter soldier if you haven't ever looked him up look up winter soldier from the avengers he's bucky aka yeah, winter yesterday at the end of the movie yes he makes the cameo yeah. that's hard yeah. it's hard to tell with the long black hair and he's in his, his get up but look at pictures of him online when he's got his haircut and side by side because it's already been acknowledged. Mark Hamill even said I would support him playing the younger if they wanted. They needed some story. Oh wow! They needed because he, I mean, side by side to the young Mark Hamill, you've got your young Luke Skywalker right there for for that show <laughs> that I'm proposing. So I'm there. You got my t- you got my ten twelve bucks Disney if you do that show. That's do the Luke Skywalker. But anyway, there's a possibility we may see Mark Hamill do more Star Wars stuff. It's a possibility, but I know he's been rumored. To, he's been in talks with uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, director uh, Gunn about making an appearance in the next Guardians of the Galaxy film in some capacity. I spawned this idea this week. We a lot of fans were upset because, including myself, that we didn't get that reunion. And I know Mark; he mentioned it in the panel. He said, "Well, we didn't get the band back together." He said he made some comment like that. He said, "But that's sort of the way life works. Sometimes, I guess he kind of, in hindsight, he he made that statement afterwards. We didn't get the 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 reunion of Leia, Han, and and Luke. And I know that still. You could hear it in his voice. He kind of still emotional for for that reason. That they didn't get that that reunion on screen. But here's a way you can get a Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill reunion. Indiana Jones Five. You give Mark Hamill a part in Indiana Jones 5, maybe an old comrade of Indiana Jones, someone that maybe was a professor at his college yeah. in the archaeology department. It's perfect. I created a meme already for it where I took a, a Mark Hamill's face and copied it onto one of the other Indiana Jones characters. It looks perfect. I mean, what do you think? Am I... I, I think that would be wonderful. I'm all down for more indie. Anything after the, the crystal. <laughs> you know, I didn't know this, but I was doing the last episode with Matt Wilkins, and he told me before we started recording, because we were talking about Indiana Jones before we started recording, he said that Harrison Ford's deal for to do, to do Force Awakens, to do Seven, in addition to some other things that were worked into the deal, he got like a, uh, I think he was the only actor that got a, like a percentage deal. So, I mean, I think he walked off with like $15 million for that, for that part. But the other part of the deal to come on and do Han Solo again was that that Disney would do another Indiana Jones film. They would have they, they would commit and they would they would have to do another Indiana Jones. Film. Oh wow! So that is why we're getting five. That's why we are for sure getting a five. We might have gotten a five anyway, but we're getting a five because of that. Good it's pretty. Deal. It's pretty cool. Thoughts on the the panel? Uh, it was too short. I think it was like a fairly you no know, regular length, but mm-hmm. it just felt yeah. like it flew by. 
It was scheduled for 30 minutes, so we knew beforehand, but then, yeah. of course, I didn't want to believe it, that it was only <laughs> yeah. going to be 30 minutes, so I was like, oh, maybe they'll go over time with this thing. So so Jazz, then, the next day, Jazz is back for the... How many years has it been with Nardwar? Oh, uh, what, six? Yeah. Six seasons, yeah. six South by Southwest year with Nardwar. Uh, he was returned to do video for Nardwar. Yeah. And uh, those of you that... that no Nardwar, you know the theme song. <laughs> How's it go? Nardwar, Nardwar, jazz one. Yeah, gotta work that jazz one in there. And he's got the, the animated uh, head tilt back and forth. And and then I went back and just watched some more Nardwar yesterday. It's definitely something you could do a binge watch on YouTube on if you've never oh, watched man. Nardwar and you love music and you like the, you know, Donna Jean was talking about learning kind of who did different types of martial arts and who's really trained. Mm -hmm. And so if you're kind of nerd out, like when it comes to music stuff, like the way Donna Jean nerds out for martial arts, the, the Nardwar is a good, good YouTube channel to start. Yeah, It's like every time I've introduced somebody to it, I'm like, watch one and you'll lose a half day. Yeah. And, uh, there's one I'm looking at here. This is, this is the one he did with Drake. It's it's always Nardwar versus whoever the artist is. He's, He's doing an interview oh, with, yeah. and so the the thing with Nardwar, his his trademark is that he knows all these things about. He does his homework. Oh he does yeah, a lot of research. It, he does it's a lot like of research. If your dad released a seven inch record when he was fifteen years old, mm-hmm. he will have that record. Mm-hmm. He'll ask you about the cafe on the street that you grew up on. You know, it's like you know, usually they're stat. You know. Same rock star answers just kind of fall away, mm-hmm. and you just get these human interactions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're amazing. Here's a one we did with Drake. The, the the still I saw they're both wearing Nardwar and Drake are both wearing Michael Jackson jackets. Nardwar. 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 Who are you? Uh, my name is uh, Aubrey Drake Graham, and I am a uh, rapper, musician, entertainer. And Drake, who'd you have beside you? Uh, my One of my best friends in the world, and uh, the other half of me as far as music goes, uh, and he'll, he can introduce himself. 40. Hello, 40. What's poppin'? Welcome to Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Drake and 40. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so Nardwar, great. I mean, he's got this... this Kind of a whole shtick he does. He's oh, got yeah. the hair, the hat. He's been around for a long time, though, hasn't he? Before the YouTube Oh, he's stuff. been doing this for like 30 years. Yeah. Um, he used to have a TV show on Much Music, which is kind of like Canadian yeah. MTV. Yeah, it was and, better than MTV. Oh, yeah. Yeah, back then, <laughs> yeah. But it's like most of my Canadian friends like refer to him as a national treasure. Like when he had uh, the stroke he had, like the Prime Minister of Canada Wishing well, like on behalf of Canada. Wow, that's a serious deal. <laughs> that happened. He had the stroke in two thousand. Was it two years ago? Sixteen, yeah. Sixteen, yeah. We were all worried about him when that happened, but he. So that was before lat. Not this year's South by. That was before last year's South yeah. by. That he made it back. Was it like a three month turnaround to get back to get ready yeah, for South by? Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, surprise team made it, and uh, and I remember him uh, kind of telling me kind of the inside baseball mm-hmm. of all that happened. But uh, man, it's like I'm glad he's still around. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's good. He's going strong. He's going strong. He's, I mean, he's a youthful. I think he, he's someone that's probably older than we think, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's youthful. So this year, I know you had Run. Oh, no, DMC. DMC. Yeah. You had DMC from Run DMC, yep. which was one when I saw that pop up. Because the day we were at the Mark Hamill panel, 
you're like, okay, I'm about to go shoot my first one tonight with yeah. Nardwar. You, you, you're on a gag order. You can't tell us who <laughs> the, who these people are. Yeah. Did he even leak anything to you, Donna Jean, beforehand? I cannot confirm nor deny okay. such things. Right, yeah. Not but, being uh, strong on social media helps me to get insider information. Right. Because <laughs> you're less likely you're, you're not going to be on... I'm not going to tweet something. I don't even... Twitter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not likely to happen, yeah. So that then you had... Uh, I'm about to go work. We'll find out. Give, give me about 48 hours. You'll start seeing some posts. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, because you can't go and, and do you get to the event. Before you get to the event, post on Facebook or Twitter. We're about to go interview DMC at on Rainy Street yeah. uh, in front of uh, this this bar. Because if you do that, the next thing you know, there's gonna you're going to get there and it's going to be a madhouse. It's oh, yeah. Be- well, I mean, there's also cancellations. Uh, man, there's a... Always some interesting stuff happening. Uh, yeah, changes of times. Yeah. We got to swap. And can we do this tomorrow? Because these people are busy. They're at South by. We saw Mark Hamill, and oh, getting back to Mark Hamill before we go further on Nardwar. The close of the panel, and I can't believe how did I forget this? Maybe I want to forget this, but no, no, seriously, <laughs> we're we're closing out, and some recognizant was it rec- re- recon? Yeah, I'm trying to say I, the word, okay. but it's recon. Like you. Having situational awareness, and you kind of can recon a, a scene where he is exiting stage and where he is going to catch his vehicle. I was mm-hmm. able to see where the middle point would be because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the fans are going up uh, up to the stage, and Jazz is walking in that direction. And I'm like, no, no, no! If you want a picture, you need to be over here. This is the spot. This is the X right here. I saw the diagram yeah. in my head, and we walk over there. Jazzy already has phone in selfie mode. He's ready to go. He's getting his phone out, ready to go. He's already, he's walking over there with arm outstretched in selfie mode. Set, oh, yeah. Set it, to go. <laughs> no, it's it's funny, man. Shooting for Nardwar, you know, having gigged with a lot of different people, mm-hmm. uh, networking with people. Man, it's like I never fanboy out. Like I never get really geeked. You know, I, at the beginning of this week, you know, that week, I was like, uh, universe, I know you want our past to cross, you know, and normally I won't do a picture unless I have a story with the person, but, uh, yeah, he was coming toward us. Uh, I see, uh, Rand Bergman first because yeah. I was going to hit him up, see if I can be in episode nine. Yeah. Like maybe a chubby stormtrooper or a space DJ. A little something. Yeah. 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 A little cameo. You know, like, dude, I've done a lot of impossible things. Before I die, I want to be in a Star Wars movie. Not sure how, not sure when, but it it's will happen. happen. So, dude, I'm from Austin. I'll bring tacos. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, after I uh, get a snap with Ram Bergman, uh, here comes Mark Hamill. I'm like, Mark, mind if I grab a snap? They're not letting people get snaps. Man, I uh, get the photo. Man, he has a great pose. Then you, uh, Don Jean jumps in. Then you jump in. and uh, The whole time. This happens in less yeah. than three seconds. And... His Secret Service looking dude yeah. is is he's, he's in a, he's in the photo at least yeah. once. Well, yeah, well he's in, in the, the photo where you, half of your face is in it, and I'm holding my breath. Uh, in that photo, yes, yeah, because that's Mark exactly Hamill what it looks is, like. Mark Hamill is cheesing up to Jazz. He wants in on these photos, but like Secret Service dude is like parting those seeds. He's like yeah. in between us, you know. He's trying to he's trying to and he's trying to be a blocker leans, for sure. He leans on me. Like he is leaning on my shoulder and I hold my breath. <laughs> and I've never done that before in my life. Uh, I have not trained for the Mark Hamill leaning on me. That was the that thing is, you were not of all the things you've been trained no. for, stabbings, attacks. Yeah, nope. 
guns. Being uh, touched uh, by The Last Jedi is not something I've trained for. That was something you were not ready for. You know, there's fight, flight, or freeze, and I froze. Uh I I never get starstruck. Like, that day, (laughs) like, man, after we got the photos, like, holy shit, we did that. I couldn't, you know, y'all was like, pull out the phone, let's look at the photo again. I didn't want to do it because my hand was shaking. (laughs) And you know what? This was my first time meeting you, Presley, Mm -hmm. and I was kind of embarrassed by how fangirled out I got <laughs> and, and so I was kind of like oh god do I play it cool I'm like you know musician performer martial artist okay I can be I can be cool uh-huh, and I was like uh-huh. no 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 no. I can't be cool Jazz <laughs> show me the photo again and then you I look over and you're doing the same thing you're over Jazz's shoulder and you're jumping yeah, like, you, you actually I saw you bouncing like a little kid and I'm like okay cool because yeah. I don't have to play it cool because this man, is not man, that's you don't smart. have to because nobody who, who's doing that <laughs> now like, that yeah. smile I have in that photo is literally six-year-old me smiling <laughs> to 46-year-old me. Yeah, 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 for sure. It totally happened. It totally I, happened. I was very, you know, to look hindsight, I always analyze situations, and that's just my my martial arts brain. Mm-hmm. And for me to have that level of excitement, that level of, like, it was almost like an adrenaline dump mm-hmm. of flood of emotions. And it was it's beautiful to meet your childhood hero and that they can be mm-hmm. an amazing human being. He hammed up for the cameras, even though, like, they're like, hey, we got to get him to the next interview. Yeah. You know, like... His staff was doing their job so that he could still be playful and not, you know, come off as a jerk. I mean, literally for me, it's like Prince, Prince Gone, Luke yeah. Skywalker, True Breeze. True Breeze. <laughs> so Prince was already number nine. Number you nine. Could, right you now. couldn't. You couldn't do Prince. You couldn't get. Couldn't get the Prince meet now, obviously for obvious reasons. But the Drew Breeze and Mark Hamill were still very much a. Exactly. In, in your fingertips. <laughs> and now you got that checked off. I mean, everybody else, uh, it's work, it's networking, this or that. But uh, yeah, I, would, I think uh, just Luke Skywalker, that's off the list. Just Drew Brees. <laughs> yeah, one one big one left. Now, See, I would like to meet Harrison Ford, but only if he's in a good mood. Yeah, well, <laughs> and he's the kind of guy, you saw him at a restaurant, you probably would just say no. No, not gonna. Not, not gonna, gonna try that. Cause he's, no. no, he's, yeah, he's, if he's in a mood, he's, he's, you know, he probably doesn't even want to get approached by people he knows right, right. at a restaurant to say hi to him. Then to some, then. But the reason why I'm good with a bullwhip is from watching Indy as a kid growing up. Yeah. That's the reason why I'm good with a bullwhip. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, the, the thing that we saw there, and of course at the end we get that picture, and of course first Jazz gets in, gets a great selfie. Then Donna Jean gets in and gets into a selfie that's great too. But then it's not great. It's the worst picture I've ever taken in my life. But it's a picture with Mark Hamill, <laughs> so it, it, it it's still it's it's, it's still well, yeah, awesome. That, yeah. So but then I get in because I I was taking a selfie with Ram Bergman when y'all had already yeah. started over with Mark Hamill. I get in and just as I'm get in, <laughs> I get half my face chopped off, <laughs> and then so it's Mark Hamill's daughter that's his manager. Yeah. And I already knew because I had read about this before, and I have friends that are graphers that do auto, go out for autograph signing. And they told me about the daughter. They said, the daughter is the one. He's like going to super sweet. He's there. He's going to take pictures with everybody. So I already kind of knew this ahead of time. She's the pit bull. She's the pit bull. She's the bad cop to his good cop. Because they, apparently he used to go to conventions and it would, it would take him forever to get out of there because he would, he would literally he would take pictures with everyone. And then his wife was like, you know, it's ten. It's finally, you know, midnight, and he's getting back from something. He was supposed to be back at th- three o'clock. And I was like, what happened? And it was like, well, 
You know, I'm, I'm for the fans. I was taking pictures. So finally, it's like, okay, we're sending the pit bull in. Yeah. And that yeah. was the daughter. So the daughter's the one, if you look at the picture, you'll see hands pushing him off. Yeah. And he's like, all right, all right. So yeah, the daughter's the <laughs> pushing him off. But it just goes to show you someone like Mark Campbell's stature and anybody that's there for South by Southwest, like all these people you're interviewing with Nardwar, they have a pretty busy schedule when they're here for South by. Oh, yeah. Like DMC, he had some other stuff he's sure he had to get over to. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're they're being they got someone that's usually there with them to help them stay on script to make right. sure they make it to all these events. And for Mark, it was his daughter. So yeah, DMC that was one that really stood out to me this year. Oh yeah, man, it it was amazing. Like uh, uh, he's adopted, found out later in life. You know, same thing as myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my moonshots is to shoot a documentary about uh my adoption story, and also like I didn't even know my ethnicity until like three years ago mm-hmm. all i knew is they had good looking blue-eyed people where i'm from mm-hmm. uh but uh <laughs> i was like found out i was scottish so i was like okay um like i want to do this documentary and go, also go over to scotland you know kind of discover like ancestral you know home or area and such uh i'll probably do like a gofundme later this year mm-hmm. uh but um DMC man in the VH1 documentary they did. Yeah, he uh, thanked his I remember that. Uh, yeah. biological mother for giving him up, and I was like, okay, I see that. He said I wouldn't be DMC, run DMC, but man, it sent me into this uh, existential quandary of, um, like I'm an artist. Would I still be an artist if I was raised differently? Like, would be being an artist be the destination and the path be different? And, uh, like, I've always wanted to speak to uh, DMC about this. I kind of gave him a short version uh, when I talked to him, and I gave him my card. And, like, two days later, I get an email from from him. And, wow, uh, cool. So it's like I uh, got to set up all the details and stuff, and I may just have some friends up in New York go shoot that and then uh, send me the uh, video. But, uh, yeah, I'm uh, really kind of pumped, man. I, uh, I have a habit of being able to kind of make impossible things happen. And, yeah, uh, just kind of breaking yeah. down impossible to all the little possible pieces and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing what I can do. But, uh, man, it's kind of uh, my moonshot. But, man, it just kind of feels like starting to come together. So t- tell me again what this project is that you're working on. Uh, it's um, basically the story of, like, my my adoption story. Yeah. And, uh, man, it's it oddly has punchlines. It's, it's a, it doesn't it make sense. Is it a documentary? Sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't really... <laughs> It, it, so many stars had to line up for it to happen. Like mm-hmm. I literally met my biological mother while checking my uh, wife at the time into the hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, wow. It it gets it's it's a He's crazy story. He's got some good story. stories yeah. on it, and I've I've met his bio family, and of course I know Jazzy's mm-hmm. um, family family. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it's. Definitely, you know, and I'm not just saying this because he's my best friend, but it's definitely something that I think other adopted people can relate to. And but like it's turned up and it's like it's it's jazzified. Oh, yeah. Uh (laughs) The the, the nature of the events, like when he meets his bio mom for the first time, like all of this is like just gut wrenching and comical. (laughs) I can't wait. This is exciting. Do you have a timeline when you'd like to? Man, I would like to, uh, like, probably toward the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some friends who did a GoFundMe for a, uh, a card game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's, Morbid what's Curiosity. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like uh, Adam's Family meets Cards Against Humanity. Mm-hmm. And but, Trivial uh, Pursuit. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, helped them do the video for uh, yeah. their fu- GoFundMe. So it's like uh, kind of taking the knowledge, you know, what they learned through their process mm-hmm. and uh, applying it to uh, get the funding for this documentary. I mean, mainly it's going to be me and someone going over to Scotland mm-hmm. uh, and shooting. I volunteer. <laughs> yeah. A trip like that. Yeah. yeah. I love a man in a coat. <laughs> That's the place to go then. If it's... Yeah, I was like, when I found out I was Scottish, I was like, I haven't even seen Braveheart. We, we remedied that. Yeah. Yeah. We, I was like, what? You have oh. to watch Braveheart. Oh, yeah. Freedom! Yeah. That's another place to go if you want to see kilts. Is oh, yeah. kilts. It's Braveheart film. So, you know, we got, uh, we put the, I literally right before y'all got here, I put the baby down for his, his morning nap. Oh yeah. And I think just in case, just to make sure he doesn't wake up before we're done, we should go ahead and go into agree or disagree. Otherwise he's going to be disagreeing. Oh, I agree. And it's going to be disagree <laughs> all the way across on agree or disagree. So I'm going to, I'm going to got some agree or disagree. We're going to come right back after this short little fake break. The Shop at Home Network. I'm Don West. And I'm Eddie Lewis. And we still have another four hours to go on our Star Wars Bonanza. That is right, Don. And this Star Wars merchandise has been flying out the door like crazy. It certainly has. Unfortunately, we are completely sold out of the Jawa ashtrays. Yeah, right oh, that is beautiful. That is gorgeous. You really missed out. But we are sold out of those. Yeah, no more Jawa ashtrays. But if we, we still have 50 Star Wars baseball card collections left. And that includes the Chewbacca yeah. if he played for the Brewers card. That is lovely. That that is, he's a second baseman there. Yeah, beautiful. That's a good-looking card. That's a winner. Right now, we want to bring out an item which we have only one of. And this is pretty much the ultimate Star Wars collection. By far. Jeff, why don't you bring out the item? Yeah. You could. What do we got here? Well, I'm going to no, show Jeff, you. Yeah, what do we got here? I'm going to show you. This is the actual Mark Hamill. Oh, 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 yes. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but apparently we kidnapped him and forced right. him at gunpoint, which allows us to sell him. Right. Yeah, well, gotta do what you gotta do. How's it going, everybody? Now, how much is this item going for? Beautiful item. I'm gonna tell you, this item, are you ready, is going for $80,000. Now, ordinarily, you're gonna pay 100 grand for Mark At least. Now, this is a great item. I mean, if you're at home, you can make your own Star Wars sequels with a camcorder. Sure. You can make them interact with your own Star Wars action figures or, also. Yeah, or you can just have them stand on the lawn and wave to neighbors. Hey, now Yo. wait a minute, you guys. That wasn't part of the agreement. I specifically said no waving. And this is not a counterfeit Hamel. Real McCoy. I know last year we sold a Hamel that turned out to be a Bruce Boxleitner. <laughs> yeah, but... We assure you this is the Mark Hamill! Absolutely. I mean, just listen to him say, may the force be with you. Go on, Mark. Mark. Now, wait a minute. I I didn't even say that in the movie. Just say it, Mark. Let's do it. Say it. Yeah. May the force be with you. (laughs) Fantastic! Awesome. And we're back. (laughs) Did you have that? And we all had a nice little... Uh, we, well, well, Donna Jean had a nice belts there. The Topo Chico. The Topo Chico and Tacos. We'll do it every time. And I, I created a massive sin by giving 
Jazz won a, a Topo Chico without a lime. We were out of limes here at the house. I had the Topos without the limes. It's, you know, it's, it's massive sin. Okay, here it is. Agree or disagree? Are you all ready for yes. this? Is Don and Gene's first to ever agree or disagree? Okay, no he's going to ask something or say something. You have to agree with it. Or disagree. But that's with just it. so black and white. What if I'm well, gray on it? You can then tell you me expound. That. Expound. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the first one is movie related, of course, which often it is. Less than a month after Sony's Men in Black brought on Chris Hemsworth to star, the studio has found a familiar co star for the lead for their leading uh, man, actress Tessa Thompson, who recently starred alongside Hemsworth in Thor Ragnarok. Well, now she's come aboard as the female lead. There's a new report that adds Chris Hemsworth's deal is still not closed yet, but is expected to finalize soon. Would you agree news of these two actors being cast in Men in Black 4 all but guarantees that their two characters from Ragnarok will be killed off sometime within the next two Avenger films? So you see where I'm going there. They got a new job because they probably needed a new gig because they're not in Avengers anymore. They got a new franchise. Yeah, I would uh, kind of lean toward agreeing with that. Because I think somebody big's going to get killed off in Infinity War slash... Because uh, it happened in the comic books. And I don't think it's going to be... I, mean, I think somebody big's going to have to be killed off. I think it's going to be Iron Man. <laughs> Man, that money? Yeah, because the Robert Downey Jr. is probably getting that Robert Downey Jr. money. Yeah. Well, in the comic books, if I'm not mistaken... Robert, the Iron Man, actually, what he does it eventually ends up happening. You don't want a spoiler? Go ahead. They're going to change some things in the film. It's not going to be just like the comic books. But Iron Man actually is one of the ones that survives because he goes, Tony Stark figures out a way to time travel. And he goes back to try to cock block the, the deaths yeah. of the superheroes on the, by the hands of Thanos. And after he figures out what Thanos is doing, he goes back and tries to alter some of that stuff. But then you have the butterfly effect. Like how so? I don't know. Like you can't just go back and change stuff without it affecting everything. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's that could be the X factor, though. You don't know where it's yeah. where that's going to affect things later. That's the risk in doing it. Right. So this is a documentary, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so back to your question. So there was a Men in Black three. There's a Men in Black three. That was the one they did with um, Josh. Uh, speaking of Thanos, it was uh, the actor. I'm trying to think of his name that was plays Thanos. It's, it's also in. Um, is it Josh? Uh, he played uh, George W. Bush in that doc- in that movie. Yeah, uh, he got in a fight at a bar in my hometown. That's the guy's <laughs> name. Yeah, he's he's known to be kind of a rough dude. Uh, he, his name is uh, Josh Brolin. Yeah, yeah. Josh Brolin was in Men in Black Three. He played the younger version of of uh, Tommy Lee Jones because they did a thing where. That, again, it's kind of some time warp stuff where they brought back the younger version of him to help Will Smith with some case. And it was really just so they could get around not using Tommy Lee Jones' old body trying to do all these stunts. So they had they brought in Josh Brolin <laughs> to play the younger version of him. Tommy Lee Jones is still in the film, but he's just not in it as much. Uh, so so yeah. I, I didn't even know there was a three. So Yeah, three was actually pretty good, surprisingly good. Um, but the, So four is supposed to be a, uh, a reboot, but it takes place in the same universe. So it's going to be where, where the, the original Men in Black still exist, but this is going to be like a different branch of Men in Black, like in England. Ah. Yeah. So bringing in, the, you know, uh, Chris Hemsworth, an Australian actor, kind of fits with that. So That's it's like cool. an MI6 in black. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> but not, well, yeah. So that's uh, that. My theory is okay. They're doing Men in Black now. That's the sign. They hey, they got a new gig because right. they're 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 both going to be killed off. And I agree. So we got two yeah. agrees on that. Yeah. yeah, I think I think so. Uh, number two, agree or disagree? Now, Frank, this is a good Star Wars question for y'all. I know you'll enjoy this. Cause Star Wars related. Frank Oz, aka Yoda, is now saying that Disney just does not get the Muppets. The iconic Oz voice Bert, Miss Piggy, among others, for the Muppets, which would lead one to believe that he knows a thing or two about how Jim Henson's vision is supposed to be. The Muppets were taken over by Disney in 04, and many believe that since then, the true spirit of what Henson always had in mind has vanished. Now, do you agree that this statement from Frank Oz could ruffle some feathers at Disney and possibly mean we will never hear Oz voice Yoda ever again? Ooh. You can't silence Yoda. True, that's a good point. Mm-mm. Do you think I'm overzealous or am I on something? You can't. The backlash on that. Yeah, that's true. That would be. No. If they blacklisted him because of that statement, that would be yeah, pretty harsh. Yeah, you can't. Uh-uh. I think Disney just needs maybe bring Frank Oz in as a consultant for the Muppets because I think he knows some things about the Muppets. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Did you ever like the Muppets? Oh, dude. Yeah. I, uh, I was a Muppet. You know, Prince did the Muppets. Oh yeah, greatest episode ever. He was on the Muppet. There was a reboot of the Muppet Show. Muppets Tonight. Yeah. Was it Muppets Tonight? Yeah. It was in the nineties, late nineties. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. You can still find those sometimes on YouTube. It'll come up on YouTube and then it'll disappear within a day. Which is very Prince like to come up and then disappear. And then it come back. Disappear. But yeah, him doing starfish and coffee with Muppets, that's that's the best. That was a good. That was some classic uh, Prince and classic Muppets. The highlight of a show that otherwise didn't last very long. But they, they're try- now they're now they're because they're going to do Disney streaming. They're trying to bring out everything to try to fill you know Disney streaming time. So they're going to bring the Muppets back too. It's going to be one of the shows that's going to be on the new streaming platform. All right, number three. As you know, speaking of Muppets, talk about toys. As you know, the iconic Toys R Us is going out of business. Liquidation begins now. Do you agree that the demise of the huge big box Toys R Us could bode well for a new wave of possible small mom and pop boutique toy stores in the future? Do you agree or disagree with that? Um, I would say a little bit of both. One, we live in Austin, man. Yeah, we, we have we, territories. Yeah, toy we got joy. toy joy. We mm-hmm. have all these smaller mom and pop shops. Anyways. Yeah, I mean it's like they have they've had their spot in the uh in the market or whatever Mm -hmm. but uh i thought i read on business pages that uh kb toys is planning on coming in and filling that uh no it's just i i don't think uh toys r us changed their uh business plan i mean they're Mm -hmm. uh they didn't adjust yeah for the times uh, yeah it's like blockbuster video oh yeah that's a good example if any if anything uh, of a place that didn't adjust fast enough to the the change in the market yeah, it's like uh, that's the way we always done it. Is the death of a business. You know, I told a story the other day on the show, but the the blockbuster owner or the guy that was overseeing blockbuster at the time was approached by Netflix to buy Netflix at one point, 
And he's like, nah, we're not interested in that. We got our own thing. And I he, bet he's kicking himself. And the rest is history. Yeah, that guy now is probably like getting trash out of a dumpster for dinner and like, right. like totally is, can't get a job for that. Oh, you were you the guy that said, oh yeah, oh, sorry, uh, we'll call you. Don't don't call us. We'll call you. Right. Yeah, that's 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 a, a terrible thing. Yeah, I heard KB Toys. You were mentioning KB KB Toys now is talking about rebooting, and they were really big, kind of like in the '90s. Uh, I think the thing is, um, oh yeah, so this is what I heard. A finance company acquired Toys R Us yeah. and they had acquired a bunch of other things and they were just snapping up all these different businesses and properties, but they were kind of the ones responsible for the Toys R Us sort of, you know, fallen because they didn't, they didn't properly oversee the operations once they took it over. Yeah. They kind of got a little in over their head because they didn't, they didn't. You know, they didn't figure things out. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a fickle market. Yeah. So for thoughts and advice, my thoughts and advice goes right in from our last question on Toys R Us. Ah. I had this idea. Okay, so this is a thought more than advice. could be advice, too. We do a Toys R Us parody with the, you know, now the stores are closing. There's one, I think, still in South Austin. I think there's one in South Lamar here in town. Oh, yeah. I got this idea. We'll shoot a uh, shoot a little parody video where you take the song, and they used to have the commercial where they'd show the person as an adult after they showed him as a kid. <laughs> so I thought about starting to take off of that commercial where you go back and forth, back and forth. I don't want to grow up, Toys R Us kid. But then you have the guy walking in the store, and he's singing his song, his little jingle, and then all of a sudden a big um, dolly or not a dolly, but those uh, flat trucks comes pulling in behind us. Says, hey, buddy, you're gonna need to move out of the way. <laughs> And then you turn around, and then and then all of a sudden it like turns dark. It's like I didn't want to grow up. And then the guy starts singing, kind of like like he's kind of angry and pissed off. He says, I didn't want to grow up to be. And then and then next thing he knows, hey buddy, can you move out of the way? There's somebody with like some boxes. It's like we're liquidating. We need you to get out of the way. And then the lights turn off, and and then yeah, I didn't want to grow up. <laughs> turn on the lights. <laughs> Pepsi. <laughs> Just one Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> that's that, that's my uh, thought, is let's do that parody of Toys R Us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, my voice is going again. I got to get some tea. Don't die. Oh, I can finish this show. We're, have faith in you. We're done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. If Donna Jean can take down the stabber... <laughs> I can is why I take these classes. <laughs> the next level of that is like, okay, today it's called quilting. It's a whole other method. You're talking about how it's like the sewing method? Yeah, yeah. Today it's quilting. That's like the next level of like stab, stab armory. It's, it's, yeah. That's how, like Fakita Tusha Kali. How would that work, stabbing? Yeah, that'd be, anyways. Before we go, I want, I should have done this earlier, but I wanted to see if there's uh, mentions or places we want to direct people. There's going to be a whole slew of new Nardwar from South by Southwest that's uh, yeah, going up. Um, I'm posting those to my blog over at uh, djjazz1.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's D-J-J-A-Z-Z and the numeral Are some one. already up? Uh, yeah, I think this four year? of them are up so far. Um, we got DMC uh, Cole Bennett, uh, video director. Oh, wow. Um, so some of those are already up. Smoke Perp, uh, New School Rapper, and why Video FN. Music video director? Cole yeah, Bennett? yeah, yeah. What what videos, for people that might not know? Uh, they, man, he's a lot of these uh, New School uh, hip-hop guys, mm-hmm. uh, like uh, NH, 
in Namir, uh, which he was from Alabama, so mm-hmm. I had to talk a little shit. Uh, oh, yeah. Go okay. Tigers. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got a sure. uh, soccer mommy coming up. We have Billy Eilish uh, coming up. I, have, I I know so- I know soccer mommy. Yeah, that's that every other person lives in this street. <laughs> oh, I, uh, <laughs> uh, that and uh, who was Steve Albini, uh, mm-hmm. who produced? Uh, he was in Big Black, mm-hmm. uh, the band. Uh, he was also produced a lot of the Nirvana uh, stuff. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh, all interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of been interesting doing that. Other than that, you know, you can find me on Twitter mm-hmm. at Jazz One spelled out. And, uh, yeah, same thing, I think, on uh, Facebook or Jazzy Wonder. What do you think the chances, am I overstepping my uh, bounds here? Could we ever get maybe Nardwar to do an interview for the podcast? <laughs> Probably. Is, is he, I had a, lunch with him. He's a busy on, guy. Did you get to hang I, out with yeah, him? Yeah, I had lunch with him on this Thursday. This year? Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we'll have to, like, coming up towards South by, you know, yeah. try to put something together. Like, is that kind of a, a lead in to it? Yeah. As we go into I think South he would by? totally be down for being interviewed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He'll turn around and interview you. He, he yeah. interviewed me. Did he? And I was just having lunch. Did you video it? Did you get no, a video? No, of the no, no, no. That's just the way he talks. Yeah, it's just the way he's used <laughs> he's, to it. The yeah. way he is on his, on, on his YouTube channel, he's like that. He's always in that mode. That's of, really him. Yeah, and he likes to know the history. And yeah, it was like, like that. started asking about tattoos. and Right, because we both just got a tattoo earlier that week. Mm-hmm, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I got my armpit tattooed, and he got his bangle. Mm-hmm. So uh, he started asking. He just he does interviews Ask, like, all you, the time. Asking you questions yeah. and interviewing. <laughs> what, uh, now, what does he do? Is he mostly now He just doing videos for his YouTube channel? Is he doing a radio show in Canada? Yeah, What's he has it? a radio show on uh, CITR <clears throat> um, up in uh, Vancouver. And Can we listen to that here if we want to listen uh, to his radio a show? Lot of, yeah, it's a podcast. Uh, uh-huh. like if you look on iTunes, um, you can download uh, several of the CITR. Mm-hmm. Um, met a guy who, who was uh, staying with uh, Nordwar, mm-hmm. uh, Lloyd. He has a show up on uh, CITR, mm-hmm. which he's uh, uh, promised uh, Chicken some radio play. So. International radio play. Oh, wow. it's just Canada. Though. Uh, <laughs> hey, Canada is international. <laughs> hey, yeah, no, it is. It's solid. It's solid. It's, it's literally solid. Lots of rock and ice and and it's very Canada's very solid. And I'm gonna go ahead and drop my Wonder Woman Wednesday info. Uh-huh. If anybody wants to train, we have a women's only Krav Maga class. Yes, it's Wednesday at 7:45 at Fit and Fearless. It's a Krav Maga. Studio, I've heard of but, Fit and Fearless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so every Wednesday at 7.45, we have our Wonder Woman Wednesday. And if you're... Mm-hmm. Uh, women are people who identify as women. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Regional. <laughs> so come get your Gal Gadot on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Get to be a real... You can get, like develop your inner bad net, badassness. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. In the uh, in the world of Krav Maga. For people that might not know exactly what Krav Maga... Am I saying Maga. it right? Maga. Maga. Krav Maga. Yeah, it's Israeli hand-to-hand combat. And the IDF is Israeli Defense Force, which Gal Gadot served. Mm-hmm. Um, they all train Krav Maga. Mm-hmm. What's the one? It's the Brazilian uh, martial arts. Jiu-Jitsu. That's the one you think Jiu-Jitsu would probably be like the, the, the Israeli, Jewish. right. Yeah. The Jewish, right. <laughs> no, but there's a, there's even another one that incorporates like choreography. Capoeira. That's the one. Yep, Capoeira. That's the one. I've always wanted to do that. Take the, that's, If you want to learn how to be able to jump over a car... 
Apparently that's the one to do. It's like break dancing, man. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a Capoeira studio in South Austin. My mm-hmm. uh, firearms instructor who served in the IDF, yeah. he does Capoeira as well. I want to do yeah. that just so I can... It can yeah, just, I see him getting these little uh, ciphers, these little circles, and just, man, they have their own music going. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. Yeah, it's fun too because I like the musical aspect of it. Yeah. And it's, you know, the art behind it. Of course, there's art in all martial arts, but mm-hmm. it's incorporated in it. There's art in a lot of things you don't think there is. I mean, there's art in making a, if you make cupcakes the right way, it's an art. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I can, I can, I think at some point we can figure out a way laying on the couch and, 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 and scratching my, you know what's, can make that an art form <laughs> in some fashion. Yeah, everything's an art if you look at it. But, I don't want to grow up. Turn the lights on now. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think I'm onto something? Oh man, yeah, and you one... might might be like I saw on YouTube somebody uh, did uh, the theme song for Toys R Us in mm-hmm. a minor key, which makes it just sound like yes. Sad. Now that one I saw, it's the real somber. The guy on the piano, he's got the toys sitting up on the with the candles. You seen this one, Donna Jean? No, I haven't. Oh, yeah. we may have to exit on that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's this dude here. Let's see. We'll give this guy his credit. His name is Chase Hoffelder. And I heard a baby kick. So we'll go ahead and end the show now. But here it is. Toys R Us jingle in the minor key version. <laughs> here it is. Minor key version. Even has the blocks in the rest in peace. Because if I did, I wouldn't be a choice. I can message this guy, try to get him on. had the idea to do the Mr. Potato Head kind of with the Mr. Potato Head head slightly tilted down <laughs> as he's in mourning for the if you could have had like a black suit for Mr. Potato Head that would have been another touch for his funeral for the funeral of Toys R Us I wouldn't be surprised if Toys R Us doesn't come back sometime oh, in yeah. some other capacity but Think think Geek that's a toy store for adults and it's coming to, to Austin if you go look at that video it's like Comic Con in the mall oh shit it's so cool Oh, this is sad Kermit. Mm-hmm. It's a sad Kermit video. Oh, is this was this? Hurt by oh my gosh, who did this? Who's the genius that came up? So Donna Jean pulls up sad uh, Kermit. Kermit hurts. Is that what it's called? Hurt is the name of the song. Yeah, the that's Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, the Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. And Johnny Cash did it too, yes. didn't he? Let's see. Oh my gosh. I hurt myself today to see if I still feel I focus on the pain the only 
starts with the letter C. Cookie starts with C. Let's think of other things that starts with C. See, now I want to go eat cookies. <laughs> and we have a... I'm going to have to go get cookies now. Give all these guys jobs. They're all geniuses. All these people that come up with this stuff are geniuses. Everyone have a great day, hour, month, second. Did I say day? Yeah. Day, month, hour, millisecond, and then now. Peace. Thank you, Jazz One. Thank you, Donna Jean. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thunder Pop is a Hit the Bricks production.